Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Socially Distant, where we are licensed to cuck. I am your host, Alex Weber, and joining me from the checkout line at Electric Blue, Hartford's biggest adult uh, adult novelty store, is my good friend and my co-host. Hi, I'm Richie, and I'm sad because all the dildos are making me feel insecure about my body. That sounds like a personal problem. Richie, how is your day going? What's been up in the past 24 hours? My day's going good. I worked, and then while, like, during my work day, I also finally brought all the furniture into the media room. So we set up the entertainment center, the coffee table, the sofa futon. We're living large and in charge. It's going to be fucking lit. Hell yeah. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Um, and I, I did get a good, kind of a decent glimpse when you sent me the picture of the futon. Like, it looks like it's going to be a, a nice, cool place, so. Yeah, dude. Super stoked for that. But how I, about you tell How about you tell the podcast what you told me what I'm going to be doing on that futon? Oh, yeah. Please so share I, with the class. I said, uh, I said, Richie going to be slapping Clitty on that thing. Um, fucking A right. And Richie was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck? And I often ask myself the same question. But, um, yeah, let's see. I didn't really do much today. Worked on some more art. Did a, another emulsion lift, the one that I sent you called, Yes, uh, I like I it. Stay here. That one is, that's really good. I also just that's did fire. one, um, I started it this afternoon, wrapped it up while I was eating dinner, um, cause multitasking. And it's like, I, I'm going to go out on the limb and I'll probably post it in two days. I think I'm going to post the, the first one probably tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, it is hands down, without a doubt, the most like personally powerful piece of art that I've ever made. Like on like oh, a wow. like a like a self reflection level, and like mm-hmm. I am fucking I'm looking at it right now, and it's like I'm fucking shook. It it came out nice. really. I'm also a narcissist. No, like it has I'm a lot. Of, with you. It has a lot you. of um, it has a lot of emotion tied to it. So I'm excited. Oh, to, nice. I'm excited to put it out and sort of just like. Whoosh. That's awesome. That's fun, but that was kind of my day really. Uh, played a little bass. Gonna be doing a video bass cover for "Cold in the City" by our friends Millington. Hopefully, when it gets cold in your titties, right? You like that? I was I was humming that. To that myself. was really good. That was a good tweet, sir. So I'll probably do that tomorrow. Uh, feel good to get back into the whole bass video thing. But um, yeah, I didn't really do much today. But right now is kind of interesting because. It's not just you and I in the room. I sense a presence with us, Richie. Do you feel the same thing? Yeah, I feel like I got a craving for, like, mutton. Yeah, me too. Um, would you want to maybe explain why we have this craving for mutton right now? Well, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking at a nice face with, with a beautiful pair of mutton chops right now on my <laughs> screen. I would like to introduce one of my good friends uh, and collaborators, uh, just an all-around funny person, Ben Milo. How's welcome. it going, guys? Welcome to the show, Hello. Ben. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, anytime you get to do a podcast where they say, uh, slapping Clitty in the first minute, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you've made a good decision, you know? And uh, that makes me glad to be here. You know, so you, you got Joe Rogan talking about DMT, and then you have Alex Weber talking about my co-host slapping Clit on a futon <laughs> in his parents' house. <laughs> Hell Yo, fucking you're, yeah! 
You're trying to get that Spotify sponsorship. I get it, man. I yeah, dude, that. I know. We're trying to we're trying to pull it in. We got to get the viewers in somehow. Um, yeah. We're not really queued up for any sponsors right now, but I do have this cool hat, so that's pretty cool. Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I sponsored myself. Yeah, Richie Richie sponsored me with this one. But so Yeah. Ben, we've met once previously. We um, did. And we actually did a podcast together. This is our second time we, we did a podcast together. And I, I, when Richie sent me over the, we have a schedule for the week for people who are going to be on the show. And I'm like, yo, fuck yeah. I'm so excited for Ben. <laughs> the kid cracked me the fuck up. So I, I'm super stoked. And I mean, let's just get right into it. So actually yesterday, I don't know if you, uh, you checked it out. We, uh, we had another good friend of y'all on Tegan Flanders. I did see that. We had I a, did. we had a really, really great episode with him. And it was interesting because from the start, you know, like our f- like first question right before we dive like right when we dove in it was super super insightful from the get-go so i want to kind of continue that and i'm gonna i'm gonna open this up in the same way ben how has coronavirus affected your sex life uh very minimally you know um when you got all you need in house <laughs> yeah, you don't gotta, out, you gotta outsource it <laughs> God damn, you know, my, my, my version of outsourcing is just changing the hand, but, you know? Yeah, I like to take it outside sometimes, be in nature, sit on a tree stump, <laughs> get, yeah. a little, get a little tickle. Maybe get the sound of the uh, the, the frogs croaking outside, give you a little, give, give, <laughs> yeah. you, some, give you some rhythm. All right, all right. Ribbit, all right. ribbit, bitch. The Little Peepers, uh, also my nickname in high school, Little Peeper. <laughs> I, uh, is it because your dick was small or because you used to look in the girls' locker room? I'll let you decide. <laughs> no, he was actually the ghostwriter for Lil Peep. He wrote <laughs> yeah. the name Little Little Peeper. I um, did. Now everyone's a ghostwriter for Little Peep. Oh, oh no, Little Peep's a ghostwriter for himself. <laughs> oof. oof, big oof. oof. We start we start out with slapping clit, and now we're talking about <laughs> dead rappers. Is this insightful? Did Tegan get this deep with you guys? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we're still talking about sex, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta watch out for him. (laughs) It was funny. He was like, it was okay if if I could take my pants off. And I'm like, bro, we're seeing like from here up. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I really don't care. Yeah, yeah, Tegan asked right before we started, hey, can I take my pants off? It's hot in here. And I was like, hell yeah. I was gonna say I can't tell if that's a joke or not, but no, no, I I think it was serious. It was funny. This one time, Richie was like, "I'm probably gonna be doing the podcast shirtless because it's really hot in my house." So I'm like, "All right, dude, whatever." And I was like, a couple minutes later, I'm like, "Wait a minute." When he calls me on Skype later, I'm just gonna be fucking shirtless. So he calls (laughs) me for the show. I'm shirtless as fuck, and he's wearing a shirt, and I'm like, bro, you're fucking coming short on me, guy, and then I'm like, take your shirt off. <laughs> so what happened was I had a like a I had a t-shirt that got wet from like I was doing from something a, with the he was a, he outside. was doing a contest. He was doing yeah, a contest. Yeah. <laughs> and it got it got wet. I won't tell you how, but I was I, but I was like, dude, it's like wet right now. It's probably wicked cool if I put on the shirt, like, and my body would be cool. So I did. I was like, nah, fuck it. We taking That's our like... shirts off. That's like child logic. Like, oh, I'll put my shirt in the fridge and it'll cool up. And, and then I'll be a little cool little boy for the summer. You know, I'm going to try that. I'm going to leave a, a shirt in the fridge overnight tonight. And when I wake up tomorrow, 
going to go outside and throw it on and see what happens. Honestly, that'd probably feel amazing. Like, just walk into the summer sun and just be like, ah, yeah. my cool yep. shirt. And then it's uh, gone 30 seconds later because of heat displacement. <laughs> exactly. Uh, apparently, so. there's a thing, and you're not supposed to, like, wash, like, true denim jeans. You're supposed to freeze them. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, yeah. What? I've not heard that. Yeah, raw denim is... There's quite the community behind it. I actually... Sometimes when I get bored, I go on the, the raw denim subreddit, which exists. Of course you do. Of and course you do, you fucking hipster. No, 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 no. It's not because I love denim, because I do. It's because you drink pour-over coffee. Yes, it is, actually. <laughs> um, these people are fucking insane. And, like, this is coming from me. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. You know, you paid money for these or whatever. They're old, and you got to take care of them. They're fucking pants, guy. Like, <laughs> these have got to stay in the family, young man. <laughs> my grand take care of them. My grandfather's grandfather's grandfather made these pants, and it's been worn by every man in our family ever since. <laughs> but at the same time, so you better get your young man in here. Yes, yes. <laughs> and for some reason, there's a lot of cum stains all over them, but we can't wash them, so we just gotta freeze it off, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you see? People sometimes say these jeans were worn by Bill Clinton. <laughs> uh, we're not I found him in his garbage. It must be his. We're not a political podcast. We're not a political podcast. We're not podcast. a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? Uh, no, no, no. Um, all right. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, it's, it's, it's fun to help out your friends and sponsor your friends either at Arby's. Yeah, yeah. You but, know, um, you know. You know, sometimes when I'm feeling really kind of like down, I like to uh, I like to get in my Subaru Impreza Outback Sport, and, and then jerk just kind of like take a little drive around, maybe drive by like a Dunkin' Donuts, maybe a Starbucks, perhaps yeah. a Burger King. But what really really helps me is going and buying Levi jeans at Target with my American Express card. Ooh yeah. It just makes you feel free, you know? It you does. feel like an independent. You feel like an original. When yeah, and then, so, I just did all that, I just did all that work to, uh... You fucking cucks. <laughs> I just did all that work to try to get some sponsors, and I'm just like, they kill it by right now by saying, big old booty hole. Uh, anyway, so, Ben. <laughs> so, Richie obviously knows you. I know you a little bit. We've, we've tussled a little bit. But for the, the folks... The folks at home and and abroad and the broads abroad, what's uh what's what's Ben Milo's story like? What do you what do you what do you <laughs> do I? around here, Ben? <laughs> Who am I? Uh, you know, I get asked Who that, am I? <laughs> I get asked that question a lot, and um, I usually don't have an answer for the person who's yelling it at me. Um, <laughs> but if I had to condense it down, I'm kind of like, imagine. If Meatloaf, imagine dragons, but also imagine if Meatloaf tried to do comedy in Massachusetts and then just didn't make it work. <laughs> <laughs> now I would um, do anything for laughs. <laughs> and I will do that too. But I'm I won't. desperate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm just some theater guy. I've been doing theater um, since I was 10 years old. Um, I have a degree in communications with a concentration in theater. Um, I've just been doing comedy for the past, I want to say, a year and a half, two years now. Um, and I've just been trying to, you know, I always love making people laugh. That's kind of my M.O. Mm. Um, I 
kind of don't know how else to live my life but make jokes. So maybe that's something I should talk to a therapist about. But... Well, Richie, <laughs> Richie and I are technically and legally ordained reverends, so you can count this as therapy. Okay, um, yeah. Can one of you marry no. me, and then can one of you unmarry me? Yeah, sure. Okay, Richie, cool. you, you can handle the marry thing. I could do the divorce shit. That's kind of Well, you can't really do a divorce. You can annul it. Yeah, I can I can anal <coughs> it. Um, anal mint. But so anal of the man. Ben, you said like you that. got into theater when you were 10 years old. That's was true. Was that something that was like on your terms like oh i want to get into this or was it like a your your parents got you into it and then you realized you really liked it or what was kind of like the the origin so story I, there i guess i just i remember singing in choruses like when i was like young like every yeah. school has like shitty choruses for their for the parents yeah, to come i was fucking in it i was in <laughs> fucking chorus and me too my parents definitely sat through like a number of um <laughs> Probably what felt like eternity of um, uh, lousy childhood courses, but I yes. I just started doing that stuff, um, and then there was no real um, I wasn't there wasn't real uh, theater at my elementary school. I wasn't like born in New York where I guess they have that kind of thing yeah, <laughs> or yeah. wherever Metropolis is. Um, so when I got into middle school, I after like doing course and stuff, I just. Started getting into theater. Um, I started attending theater camp over the summer, um, and that was a big push for me. I think um, I'd gone into it because my mom, the theater camp, I mean, uh, my mom was like, oh, that sounds like something you would like. Mm. Um, and she was right, a little. <laughs> wow, it's, it's moms, surprising. Moms she, sometimes are really yeah, right, right about yeah. these things. Yeah. It's like she knew me or something. Yeah, it's like, it's like, she, it's like she pushed you out of her body almost, which is right. weird to think it's, about. You know? Exactly. And, um, and, you know, I was 12 at the time, and she was like, all right, enough, get off me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fuck. So Ben is now on bottle feeding, uh, and he has been for a couple couple years at this point. I've I've been slowly weaning off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe... She uses she uses a pump. <laughs> yeah, That's... you could say that. <laughs> can, we, can we move on from this topic, please? Yeah. So <laughs> you asked a supplementary question. <laughs> Richie, no one spoke about breast pumps until you mentioned it. So, um, so here we are. So clearly, we're starting to slowly, you know, break down Richie's agenda. Of, break of, down. Of... <laughs> oh god. Oh, that was a fucking callback. Oh, that was good. That was fucking good, Ben. So, uh, real quick, where, um, where are you at now? Like in terms of like where do you live and what's your address? Yeah, yeah. what's your address? What's, what's your, your social number? security number? Um, what's, so, what was your mom's maiden name and the name of your firstborn pet? So where are you at <laughs> now and where where are you originally from? What's the astrological sign of your firstborn son? I am from a little place called Taunt On, uh, Massachusetts. Nice. If, you ever, if you've ever met anyone from there, you will know that there is no second T in Taunton. It's just, it's not Taunton. It's Taunton. I'm sorry, man. That's just the way, <laughs> that's just the way people laugh. I'm sorry. That's, Richie, do you say right Taunton? Here. I say Taunton. You don't say Taunton? Taunton? Taunton. 
taunting. Yeah, there's yeah. no. I. It's always been that way. That's just the way people talk about it here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're just lazy, um, like me. So I'll keep it going. <laughs> Born and raised here. Um, been presiding here for all twenty three years. Um, trying to get out, man. Help me get out of Skid Row, man. <laughs> Down on Skid Row. I mean, no, it's it is it's not it's not bad though. It's it's you know what's good? It's in the middle of nowhere, but it's right between two big cities, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know who considers Providence like a big city, but they have a train station. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they have a couple malls there. Yeah. Right. Um, they're definitely real. Um. <laughs> There's a river in it. Um, oh. Just naming facts about Providence now. Um, there is. Fun fact about that river. I was going to see this awesome band called Lucius for a free concert on the river, and they had to cancel it due to lightning. Ooh. Uh-huh. So, so the, op- the opener was this math rock band from Providence called Math the Band. And uh, I've heard of that, actually. I've heard of them, actually. Yeah, and... Uh, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, shit, this is gonna be awesome. Let's take like a summer night. Me and my brother go, see the opener, and then fucking gets fucking canceled. And we're like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> was that when? Uh, is that one of those? Um, this doesn't exist anymore. But the WBRU concert series. Where yes. They used to do those. Yep. Riverside <clears throat> concerts. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, that uh, that's a local station for anyone listening. Yeah, um, that is. well, it's not anymore because uh, they <laughs> they disbanded <laughs> quite a number of years ago. But they used to do which a lot was of funny because I was tr- I was on their asses for an internship, <laughs> trying to be like, yo, let me fucking have a fucking radio show. And they're like, no, we don't, we're not gonna have jobs in a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna have stop, jobs in a month. Stop emailing me. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, I don't want to be complacent and inside a trade and trading, but we're going fucking under, you know. Sell, <laughs> sell, dude, sell. Um, um. Oh, I wanna, I wanna amend something I said earlier. I actually lived in Hartford, Connecticut for. Oh, hey, about a year and a half. Connecticut, there you go. Connecticut, there we Connecticut. Go. I'm so sorry. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. <laughs> How do you like that six percent tax, my friend? Yeah, right. <sighs> Can't, I mean, we gotta. What's ours in mass? Like, I don't same, know. right? More. I think it, it is more, right? It's like six two five. So yeah, Massachusetts. Woo! Damn. I so, just learned what an excise tax is, and I have to pay it, and I like upset. What is it? I think it's an excise tax. It's. T- oh my god! I can't even speak, dude. Excise. It's because I'm from Taunton. <laughs> is that a second T that I, I heard slipping in there, Ben? Are you fucking, uh, yeah. You con Taun, man. Taun. <laughs> Tauntaun, yeah. Yeah, that's right, Ben. Yeah, it's cause you're it's cause you're from Taunton. Yeah, of course. That's what I that's where I blame all my problems on. Like you don't want to drink the water there. <laughs> um, not an excise tax. I don't know. I have to pay some tax on my car that I didn't know how to pay. So. Uh, I know, exciting, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking great. I have to pay my car taxes. I, I've been putting that off for a little bit. I think I have to August 1st until it's delinquent. And then, I don't know Happy what happens. Happy birthday to me. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it I'll do it on your birthday. That'll be my Richie, my birthday gift to you, Richie. Is I go, yeah, I paid my $103 in car taxes for this year. Jesus. Uh, with the Connecticut Department of Motor Vehicles. But, uh, <laughs> so, Ben, what was your what was your read on how was living in Hartford? Hartford is uh, interesting. Hartford. I can't even say it now. Um, Hartford. 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 Uh, Hartford. Hartford's an interesting place. Uh, um, 
Okay, so I went to the University of Hartford, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know about that campus, so basically you, you exit campus, you look to one side of the, you look to the left, you see a bunch of like very prosperous, like large institutional teacher build um, houses and what have you, some nice like well-to-do upper middle class houses. Yeah. Um, you look to the other side, it's literally um, Section 8 housing. Um, like almost, almost right on campus. Like yeah. one of the entrances to the campus, like you drive right by Section Eight housing. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but the, it's the, just the, an, the the contrast between it. Right, exactly. The disparity between the, the street, two of them. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's just interesting to see. And it was a very like open campus. I remember people could just walk on. Like I remember people just walking on. I know a lot of campuses are like that. People can just walk on and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's just uh it was an interesting vibe um as for the city itself um you get one of two things you get a jamaican beef patty or you go get insurance <laughs> uh, those are the those are the two things that hartford has i could really uh, actually go for a jamaican beef patty i haven't had one in a long time right I'm down for one though fuck i i did not know what they were until i was in hartford actually and um I that's one of the things one of the good takeaways from Hartford is yeah. the discovery of Jamaican beef patties one. I I might sound like a wasp, but I've never had one. Oh, Richie, you would like them. They're really good. Yeah. They're sort of really? like they're, they're Sounds kind of very in the same exotic. era like empanadas. Right, um, yeah. Yes. Man. Which I love that. I am a absolute dirty dirty slut for empanadas. Dirty my dog. Friend, my friend Dion's mom Shout out Dion's to- mom. Thank you, Mrs. Vega. <laughs> oh, I love her. Yolanda. Mm, she's a beautiful woman. Um, she sounds beautiful, man. She's yeah, great. my type, she's, man. No, she's a, she's a, she could be a hard ass, too. I love it. She'll just, like, Dude, hey, fucking, hey, hard ass is more cushion for the pushing, man. I'm not talking about fucking my friend's mom. Um, <laughs> I am. No matter how very much nice, you want me to. She's a very All nice. All those 40-year-olds line up. She's a very nice lady. Um. I go over to his house every year, past few years on New Year's Eve. She always makes flan, and it's just like... Oh, ooh. dude. But she used to always make empanadas a lot. Like, when we he'd have, like, a birthday party there. Like, we did a we did a roast for him, actually, uh, for one of his birthdays. And she made a bunch of Puerto Rican food and everything. And she makes would make extra empanadas to, you know, circumnavigate the fact that I'm going to eat a shitload of them. She's like, <laughs> I, made, I made Weber extra empanadas because I know he loves them. And I'm like... Mrs. Vega, you know me so well. They're so good. Um, so now I really want... I, I'll, I would take both an empanada and a Jamaican beef patty. Like, I would have both right now. Side by side. Side yeah. by side. Hand my interesting hand. my interesting Hartford story... And then we can get back into whatever the fuck. Um, Was there a topic at hand? <laughs> no, no, there really wasn't. But, I mean, none of us are in Connecticut right now, so it seems kind of weird to just be talking about Connecticut. But, you know... Yeah. I lived there for most of my entire life, so, um, fucking one time I went to a concert at the Webster Theater, um, it was Skid Row, the band from the 80s, they have a Youth Gone Wild, 18 in Life, you know, Sebastian Bach was the fucking singer for a little bit, he's not the singer anymore, um, so Skid Row was playing at the Webster, and, like, there's the Webster Underground, which is, like, the smaller venue for, like, local bands, and then, like, the main stage. They're playing the main stage. Uh, there was maybe, like, 20 people. 
30 people. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm like, this is fucking depressing. Because um, it's like, these guys used to play fucking stadiums and shit. Right. But, but now they're playing to 35 people. Yes, Richie, I get it. You have pins that look like joints. We get it. Weed is legal here in Mass. Um, Woo. And so. Woo. <laughs> it felt like it was What's basically. Woo. Felt like it was basically a private concert. Like we were right up at the barricade for it, and it was it was a good show. We went to a pizza place afterwards, and this was at like you know like eleven thirty, almost midnight. It's called Sergeant Pepperonis. Nice. Um, so <laughs> got some pizza there, and we're just chilling out. You know, it's like almost midnight in Hartford, Connecticut. This dude, I don't know what was up. If he was like drinking on something else, maybe just you know, maybe mentally not all there. It was not my place to go into it, but. He just came in and started making a scene. And, like, we are the only people in this fucking dingy-ass pizza place in Hartford at midnight. And I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to eat this slice, bro. Like, you do you, but do it outside. I'm just trying to eat. And the owner, like, just fucking threw him out, basically. And so that's my maybe my greatest, my greatest Hartford memory. Oh, are you familiar with the Spaghetti Warehouse building? Ben? I have I've heard of the spaghetti warehouse. The spaghetti man. warehouse. Um, whenever I would go, is that to like the cheesecake factory? No. Well, so the spaghetti warehouse was actually used to be like a restaurant, like a restaurant right. chain. But mm-hmm. for some reason, in Hartford, it was must have been like an advertisement. There was a big, tall, freaking building. You see it from the highway. Yeah. And it just had the word. It was a green strip of paint with just spaghetti warehouse written all over it. <laughs> and I never knew that it was a restaurant until I looked it up because it was a big building. And I'm like, wait, is that the spaghetti warehouse? Is that where they keep the nation's supply of spaghetti? <laughs> it's um, just all loose in a building, <laughs> like not in boxes. Just but apparently everywhere. it used to be it's a restaurant. piles of <laughs> but whenever we would go to shows at the Xfinity Center, like my friends and I would pass, would be like, yo, spaghetti warehouse. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's Hartford, Connecticut in a nutshell. Basically. Basically. Richie. I mean, go no, ahead, please, sorry. No, please, please, Ben, enlighten me, enlighten the me. The only thing, I, when I was there, they were building, uh, like a baseball field, and I know they have, like, I think they have, um, uh, like a, a double-A team. Interesting. Um, if I had to guess their name, I would guess it would be the Whalers. Uh, that's the, <laughs> uh, that's hockey. No, I know, um. But that's all I remember. I know that was an interesting tidbit. <laughs> yeah. There's a skate. There's a skate park there too that I filmed the short, um, a film school, a little project over there <laughs> for film school. And where can we find this project? Is it on your IMDb page? I don't know where the hell it is. It's probably on some like old hard drive, like on a shelf somewhere in my room. I'll ben, probably look for it. Do you have an IMDb page by any chance? Let's take a look. Um, why, like. Why wonder? I have Richie, one credit. Richie does. I have one. Um, oh, for I'm with, I, did, I didn't know this was a professional podcast. Uh. <laughs> Dude, we got fucking bucket hats. Of course, I we're fucking professional. I, I don't. Uh, don't see my name on here. Um, so, so Ben, let, let's kind of go a little bit off topic. I know you. Um, you are a big fan of the social media Letterboxd. I am. Am I? And I've been neglecting my chance to go on it. Uh, are you also, uh, by chance, on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I have a personal Twitter that I've been using since high school that I want to um, stop using. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Do you follow an account called Insane Letterbox? I do, yes. I do follow the Insane Letterbox reviews. And... So I, I feel like it would be funny if, if we just kind of go over a couple Insane Letterbox reviews. Yeah, oh, definitely. Please, please. I haven't, I haven't really looked at their recent ones yet, so I oh, this man. is going to be a clean slate for me. I'm excited. <laughs> this, is a, uh, this is a review uh, for the Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Uh, one star, watching July 13th, 2020. This movie was made to sell shitty foam vests that would leak BPA into your stupid kid's blood for about two weeks before they forgot what Shark Boy and Lava Girl was and went back to that real hotness Spy Kids. <laughs> P.S. I'm pretty sure they did brown face to make the little South African girl with blue eyes look like George Lopez's kid. Huge if true. P.P.P.P.S. Like, 90% of the voices in this movie are George Lopez pitched up or down, so props to them for really milking that Lopez money. <laughs> Honestly, at the time, he was like, he had his own show. He was probably making, like, bank off that movie. Yeah. Or do you think he did it as a favor to Robert Rodriguez? I don't know. Are they tight? Do you know that? Do you know if him and... I thought they were. I thought I had seen that somewhere, but maybe I'm just being problematic. Uh, I cut that part out. Cut that part out. Before we, before we uh, move on to the next one, I remember seeing Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Um, it was at... So, uh, I li- I'm from Newtown in Connecticut, and our town hall has, like, a, a single, like, the theater where they do, like, performances and stuff. They also have, like, movies there. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I went with my mom, and it was, uh, it was in 3D, you know, yeah, that, uh, that, that mid-thousands, uh, red that and blue, cyan. red 3D. Yeah. 3D, and I was just like, I don't get this. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I had loved fucking Spy Kids. Like, those first two Spy Kids movies are primo and then i'm like yep. what is this why is close this your eyes this? shut your mouth dream a dream and get us out dream 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 my friend and i my friend and i rewatched the first spy kids a number of years ago for like the first time for me in like probably a decade and i'm just like yo this movie's fucking weird great movie it is great there's movie. like thumb people yeah the thumb uh, thumbs yeah um, they were all played by rob gronkowski <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're in New England, baby. Hey. I know that reference. Mm-hmm. No, what's weird is I, I've seen, I feel like I've seen Spy Kids 2 a bunch of times when I was younger. And then Me I, too. I, I feel like I saw Spy Kids 1 maybe like twice. Yeah, I feel Spy the Kids, exact same way. Spy Kids 2 was really, really good. It was, um, yeah, there's I a great it, yeah. Steve Buscemi line in there yes. where he says, he says, do you think, uh, oh shit, I gotta look it up. Do, do you, you think God I, I know it. I know it off the top of my head. Because yeah. he too lives in fear. Of what he's created. That's a classic. That is. <laughs> that was so, in Spy Kids too. Yeah. Like that's genuinely like, uh, like that's in, if that was in like a classic movie, it would be like AFI like top quotes of all yeah. time. Yeah. Like, it's like Robert Rodriguez wrote that line. <laughs> he wrote that shit. That wasn't ad libbed. No, like, it's insane because that's like one of the most like introspective and existential fucking quotes that I could think of. And it was right? in Spy Kids 2, Island of Lost Dreams. <laughs> but also, like, I gotta, I gotta really hand it to uh, Robert Rodriguez. Like, the fact yeah. that, because, again, they had their Uncle Machete. Like, oh, the, yeah. The yes, fact that that's the exact same machete as, like, the insane machete movies, and it just exists yeah. in the same universe. That's fucking awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, the Spy Kids have to tackle, like... 
um, genetic mutations and big old meanies, and then Machete just has to mutilate people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the same time, they're like, "Where's our uncle?" They're like, "You don't want to know." He's like, "What he, about uh, that?" He what just if... kneecapped a guy down in Cozumel. You don't want to know <laughs> about it. He, he's in a church somewhere doing uh, some sinful behavior. <laughs> what about that other uncle that they called uncle, but every time he was like, "I'm not your uncle." How creepy is oh, that? Yeah. How how fucking creepy is was to be like, "What's up, uncle?" He's like, "I'm not your uncle." uncle? No, was Danny, that, Danny it was Trejo Cheech was Marine. It was Cheech Marine. Yeah. And Cheech would oh, go, Uncle I'm Felix. not your uncle. Uncle was Felix. Was he the one? Uncle he, Felix. Yeah. He gave them the gadgets, right? No, Machete gave him the gadgets. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I uncle Felix them. was just, I'm not your uncle. Right. Okay. That makes sense. He showed up high, out of his mind, every fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. He's like, this fucking weed, I forgot man. that that was Cheech. I mean, yeah, clearly, yeah. I didn't, clearly I didn't know who Cheech was when I fucking was watching it back when I was a right. kid, but... <laughs> but the parents, it's for the adults, you know? There's a difference between a kid's movie and a family movie, you know? Yeah, when, the, exactly. when, when mom and dad can laugh, too. I like that. Um, I just want to point out one more thing in Spy Kids before we diverge from our <laughs> own but... At the beginning of Spy Kids 2, they're, uh, there's, they're in a theme park, and there's this attra- there's this ride... Um, called the juggler yeah where it's just these orbs of people and they're just being thrown around in the air and they're like oh it's safe because of magnets and what have like no yeah. no no theme park would take that liability and this is the problem i have with all kids media be more <laughs> be more realistic I know you have genetic mutations and fighting skeleton skeletons. Jesus. <laughs> That's why I'm going to force my kids to watch Watership Down. Oh, God. I haven't <laughs> seen Don't that. you ever look at a rabbit the, a good way again. <laughs> <laughs> so, before I start going into like other insane letterbox reviews, because uh, I know, Ben, you're a big lover of film and um, film media. Um, what are, uh, because COVID's been hitting us hard, we've all been watching like a lot of movies. Yep. Uh, what are some highlights that you've uh, been watching this uh, COVID? Um, I feel this like COVID. okay, this. Let's COVID. just go through your let's go, let's just Oof. go through your recent watches on the Criterion channel. Okay, so my recent ooh my recent Criterions. Well, I've been I've been trying to par down my um, uh, I have a lot of Blu-rays, so I'm trying to like yeah. watch the ones I haven't watched because I have a tendency to like buy, blind buy shit and just like not watch it. Yeah. Um, Recently, I've actually been watching. I realized I hadn't seen a lot of like Disney films, like a lot of classic Disney films. Yeah. Like, uh, I watched. Um, I watched. What did I watch? I started with The Jungle Book, and then I watched. Oh, that's my favorite Disney movie of all it's, time. That's my it's, favorite Disney movie. It's the original the, Jungle Book. My favorite one that I've watched so far. Yep. Um, I watched Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which is like the adaptation of The Wind in the Willows and yep. Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Cinderella, 101 Dalmatians, and Pinocchio. Oh, I love Pinocchio, yeah. man. So good. Um, in between that, though, um, so every once in a while, Netflix still sends out DVDs, and they'll give me a free trial to, like, do it for, like, a month, so I've been trying to really fit in some of those movies. So in between my, uh, Disney movie marathon, I watched, uh, Shame, the Steve McQueen film, and Anomalisa, yes. um, uh-huh. two films very overtly about sex and um yep. hypersexual and this wasn't intentional i just thought it was funny that i like basically did a double feature of these like hypersexual narratives yeah. isn't one isn't anomalisa two in like films. claymation uh, anomalisa yes it is claymation that it's a uh, it's it's a technical marvel how they made that film i was watching some of the special features um <laughs> like they have characters sitting on a bed 
Um, and not only do they have to, like, have them, like, move them to sit on the bed because it's claymation, mm. they have to have someone under it to, like, make the illusion of weight on the bed. Because oh, obviously yeah. the puppet's oh, wow. not enough. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a crazy. If anyone's looking for, like, I think that's one that everyone should see. Like, just one. Fuck Coraline. Watch Anomalisa. <laughs> Every kid's watch fucking Anomalisa. I will Coraline. say, I do love that song in Coraline that's sung by the um, the lead singer of They Might Be Giants. Um, after I watched Coraline, I think I listened to that song every day for, like, two weeks. So, mm-hmm. have so you watch watched, that part. <laughs> have you watched the uh, Hamilton film, the Hamilton film? Uh, I keep... I keep meaning to, and I keep saying, "All right, I'm gonna watch it today," and then I watch something else. I'm I'm gonna watch it. I know I'm gonna watch. It's something that I've been putting off, like even listening to, because mm-hmm. I wanted like a pure experience, and I never yeah. got to see it on the stage before all this nonsense happened. Yeah. So that I brings will me to the next insane letterboxed review of Ham of Hamilton. <laughs> right. Watch July Fourth, four stars. <laughs> My ex boyfriend's family from a few few years ago was really into Hamilton. I saw this On road one. trips, they would play the songs almost the whole time. They assigned parts for each one, etc. The one exception is that they wouldn't play Say No to This because his dad cheated on his mom with their new stepmom. And it made his sister think about it and she'd get really upset. I know they must have watched this as a family and I couldn't help but wonder the whole time while I watched if they skipped over it or not. Oh my god. <laughs> Four stars, <laughs> Hamilton. Fucking great. Holy shit. If that's real, that's fucking crazy (laughs) also i gotta say like again like richie and i've had this conversation offline before like you know show tunes musical stuff isn't my like go-to genre right i i appreciate it when i'm seeing it live and like really like really do appreciate it when i see it live (coughs) but i wouldn't go like out of my way to um you know subscribe to it sort of with outside of the stage like environment Mm -hmm. Because, again, and Richie and I talked about this, it's a very pure experience because it's like once those doors close, you're you're locked the fuck in. And I love mm-hmm. that. So it, I like to keep it that way. Um, well, it, it really is a different, like, energy and, uh, like, there's a different suspension of disbelief and everything. So, so yeah. with that in mind, if I was on a road trip with people and the entire time they were playing show tunes and assigned parts to sing along... I would hope that the car would fucking crash. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Remind me to never go on a field trip, uh, a road trip with you again, or a field trip. Yeah, <laughs> or a field trip. You know what? You two stop chaperoning field trips. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I gotta stop showing up drunk to those things. <laughs> I guess we're going to Plymouth Plantation. You can, you can see the fucking uh, pilgrims. <laughs> You want you to go puke on this rock? I'm going to puke on it. Hey, hey, you want to hold this? I just pass like a bottle of wine. You don't fucking drink that. That's, that's for me. I bought this with my money. This is, this, is, this is daddy's wine. You don't know the concept of capitalism yet, so I bought this with my own money. Just, talk, just talking to like a random group of kids. This is, uh, this is daddy's juice. And he's just slowly just shaking as he pours a flash. Where's my kid? Where's my kid? Oh, they're on a different bus? Pull this bus. Pull it over. I gotta talk to him. Wait, this isn't the yellow line into into fucking Hotford? You kidding me? Hey, hey. These kids are hungry. Stop at at, uh, Chick-fil-A. I want to yell at the cute cashiers. (laughs) What if Chick-fil-A's cashiers were only chickens? 
Would you be more inclined to go? Honestly, yeah, because I don't think chickens could be fucking homophobic. So <laughs> yeah, um, like dude, really, we uh, can make. Go for it. No, you go first. I was gonna say, it, no, there's nothing really special about Chick Fil A chicken. It's the same chicken, but it's it's brined in pickle juice. Yeah, that's the only uh, reason that it makes it taste so good. Yeah, and Mr. Like, what Fillet a, is gonna come get like, you. Like what a fucking mm-hmm. cock tease too. It's like okay. We got some pretty baller chicken, you know. Well, I, I, I appreciate Also, it. the buns are really good. But I appreciate a good Chick-fil-A, you know, sandwich. But it's like, I, yeah. really? You got to fucking, you got to rope me in with your chicken and then I got to find out that y'all don't like the fucking gays? Really? Right. Get the fuck out of here. You're a goddamn fast food chain. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I value your opinion on gay rights much like I value J.K. Rowling's opinion on trans women. Jesus. I don't. Oof. Oof. I don't. Wow, dude. Dude, that's is that like, a, it's, it's, is that a cream? Because that's topical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Is that a cream? Because it's topical. Oh, all right. That alone made this episode worth it. I was already, we were already up here. That just brought it to the fucking next level, baby. Hello, uh, sponsors. Did you forget about that big poopy butthole thing? Well, we're back, baby. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> yes, sir, Richie. Hit me with another letterbox review before I. Pop All right, off I'll on find one. J.K. Rowling doesn't deserve to speak. <laughs> yep. Let, let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me. Let me. Let me pull that back up. Let me pull that real quick. Let me pull that right back up real quick. Keep. Whoa. Uh. Do do something while I look it up. So, yeah. So Ben, how was? I, I feel bad. We didn't really ask you this. Like Richie and I talked about your day. How was your day today? Like what? What did you do? Uh, pass. Good, good answer. Uh, good answer. <laughs> I did watch a film called Dark City. It's a science fiction film from the 1990s. Ooh. I was going to say which year, but I didn't remember which year it was specifically. <laughs> no shame in that. No shame in that. Um, I guess I'll tell you nothing about it, and uh, we can move on. <laughs> yeah, no, I I prefer that you don't in, in the event that I ever do perchance watch it. Um, yeah, exactly. It, you'll actually, be like, is that that movie? And I'll be like, yeah, because I'll be there. So real quick, Ben, have you, just by some weird stroke of chance, seen the film, not the first one, but Lawnmower Man 2? (laughs) I have not. I like that you asked that, though. So quick story. Uh, I've never seen the original Lawnmower Man. Okay. Um, And I, I went through a huge Red Letter Media kick. For like a year, as and we do. <laughs> I watched. I think I've watched almost all of the best of the worst. Like I went through all of them. That's like this hours. Is, this That's is like... this is days. Yeah. worth of <laughs> shit. And my friends and I were really into it at the time. I obviously was the most into it because I'm like, yeah, I watched like six best of the worst today. And my friend was like, dude, are you like okay? Like, is everything going on? Is everything fine with you? Like, that's a lot of red letter media for one day. Um, but I was like, yo, let's just like. One day I'm gonna go to Goodwill. I'm gonna find a random VHS, and we're just gonna watch it together. And I've had like, multiple people tell me they want to do that because of Red Letter Media. My friends were like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" So we set up a time. And it was me, actually Dion, whose mom makes the empanadas. We were at his house. There was no empanadas present at this, unfortunately. But, Shout out um, empanada mom. You know, it was it was me, and my two friends, one of them, one of their girlfriends. We got a pizza, and I went to Goodwill and just, based on the title alone. I had never heard of Lawnmower Man, but I just saw Lawnmower Man 2, and I'm like, I am getting this. 
despite <laughs> the fact that I know nothing about the series and I've never seen the first. Was it on VHS? It was on VHS. I still have nice. VHS at my house. Hell in yeah! It's the special edition. That's why I still have it. It's the, it's the special director's edition. Um, this movie was fucking weird. And my friends had seen <laughs> the original Lawnmower Man, and they're like, "Dude, it, it has nothing to do with the original Lawnmower." And like, it's there's like a little maybe a bit of a tie to it, but he's like, it's like a completely different movie. Um, you know, like most shitty sequels are. But there's this one part where, kind of like the main bad guy, um, he's talking to his secretary. He's like a, you know, typical bad guy, you know, fancy businessman, billionaire, whatever. And he's talking to his secretary, and I'm like, calling it now. They're fucking. Later in the movie, I don't know what it was. Either he made some thing or smacked her ass or they were making out or something. And, like, my basis saying they're fucking was just based on, like, a little look. Like, the smallest thing. So when they started doing that, all my friends just turned to me, and I did a <laughs> victory lap around my friend's basement. I was like, ho, called it out. Um, and that is literally the only thing I remember from Lawnmower Man 2, was just that I called that the bad guy was banging his secretary. Richie hit us I... with another letterbox. <laughs> all right, this is the final one. This is a review for a, uh, a, a less-known movie called Fungus the Bogeyman came out 2004 this was rated half a star rewatched july 16th 2008 this is uh england in year five my teacher used to put this film on literally every day like every day finished the lesson early fungus the bogeyman time rain outside (laughs) fungus the bogeyman time end of term treat fungus the bogeyman time anyway one time upon like Viewing number 563, I snapped and whispered at the back of the class, fuck us the bugger man. And this kid heard and said he was going to tell me off, and I cried. And anyway, long story short, he ended up going to one of the top boarding schools in the country, and I ended up venting about this childhood trauma 12 years on instead of gaining such a stellar education. <laughs> anyway, this film doesn't deserve rights, and me and him still go to pubs together sometimes. Oh my god. Can I share my screen real quick? Because I, I pulled up F- Fungus the Boogeyman. Yes. And, um, hold on. Ooh, I would, I would love to see whatever you have in store for us right now. I need some abling of my sharing yes. screen abilities host <laughs> captain richie over here running the ship i don't yep. want to lead like what it looks like and i'll tell you what i think it looks like uh when i share it all right mm-hmm. um, let's see what our first read is on this one okay so <laughs> oh, oh my god hell yeah <laughs> he looks like okay so matt picture picture shrek yeah um but then shrek um, took all of the head meat that he had and moved it to his like chin his jaws, area. Yeah. As and seen then, on the BBC. And then, and then he's he doesn't have like the little ear sprouts that Shrek has. He has like vampire bat ears, and he also has vampire fang. So and, <laughs> and he has horns, and he um, has a mohawk. Yo, even the the font looks similar to Shrek. Like it has the same vibe. Right? It's this like must be like gross. a this is like a Bernstein Bernstein Bears thing where we exist in another universe where Shrek just started banging a bat. <laughs> and that's why we have coronavirus. 
Hey, 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 Ben! I'm really gonna ask you to to uh, do us a solid and start reading the synopsis of this film. Yeah, please. Absolutely. Fucking hit me with it, Ben. Sorry, I got distracted with um Bogey's dope. Yo, he's got a cool Pico. fucking Pico. He's got yeah. a Peacoat on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's how you know right. it's it's a British film. Like he looks like he's fucking. Sh- <laughs> he just got off the fucking factory line at the ironworks. Legit, he's, <laughs> si- he's sitting at the table waiting for his meatloaf to hit the table. His, his pint. <laughs> um. BBC adaptation of Raymond Briggs' children's book. Fungus, Fungus's job is to venture above boogiedom <laughs> and scare dry cleaners, a boogie's, <laughs> name, a boogie's name for humans. But on one trip disaster... But on one trip disaster... There's no commas here. Yeah. <laughs> but on one trip disaster strikes and a dry cleaner discovers their existence in boogiedom. The dry cleaner, Jessica... Strikes up a friendship with Fungus's children and escapes back home to tell her father George all about it. George then decides to stake out the entrance to Boogie Dub in order to catch catch a real life boogeyman. That what 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 so what pains me about this is that this was a book, right? Yeah, exactly. I would like to know uh, why Raymond Briggs. Uh, I would like to know what he was on um, when he decided to write this book and also that sounds like the best fucking thing also to use the term dry cleaners for humans that yeah. sounds vaguely racist yeah it's one of those things where it's like it's it a, sounds, it sounds like, like an insult slur. but it's really not oh dude th- that looks like a type of guy who would <laughs> pull the fungus the bogeyman i did not know that he wrote okay so he also wrote this book the snowman um that was a creepy animation that I watched when I was in school. Interesting. Um, uh, can you click on one of those of top photos again it. of him? Because the the top, like one of the top photos, it just says Raymond Briggs. Don't call me the King of Christmas. <laughs> Let's see what the full title. Yeah. Don't call me the King of Christmas. I don't like children. I try to <laughs> avoid them. Yes. Dude, Richie, good fucking call. All good right. job on that this one. Socially distant officially endorses Raymond Briggs for everything. Raymond Briggs for president. Oh my god. Oh, I'm Holy so glad shit. you caught that. That's... You know what? I like Raymond Briggs more now because he hates yeah. children. And that's that's fantastic. Imagine what kind of masochist is writing children's <laughs> stories. <laughs> And hates and hates children. He's, he's sitting down. These fucking dry cleaners are doing shit about the fucking oh state God. of the fucking planet. Do you think he was just mad at his dry cleaner and then he wrote it into the book? Yes. He was just like, "Did you get the fucking stain out? I'm gonna write a whole fucking book about this guy named Fungus. He needs to be a bogeyman. And he's gonna call you a dry cleaner." Holy shit! Honestly, like if you just you, we saw that initial like preview of the title and you said guess what the rest of it's gonna be i would have never guessed that yep, <laughs> nope what would not could not have guessed that holy crap yeah, i would have Richie. assumed it was it would have been like a, like I hate a tv christmas. show yeah dude i hate don't call me the king of christmas i hate children and i try my best to avoid them i'm looking at another interview he did with um the guardian here's another quote it says raymond briggs Everything takes so bloody long when you're old. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a grumpy old man. He's made multiple Christmas stories. (laughs) 
goodness. He's like, just get the. I'll just give these kids something to read so they get off my fucking property. <laughs> hey, kids, here's a book. I just tosses it out. <laughs> Oh, I would not shoot. be surprised if that was his origin story. Actually, <laughs> on the total opposite end of that, do y'all y'all know the author Stephen Kellogg? Uh, he made the cereal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was like a children's book author, like pretty well-known children's book author. Um, mm-hmm. He used to live in my town, and oh, on shit. Halloween, and so, like in I don't know if it, in addition to giving out candy or as a supplement, he would like give out <laughs> books and like sign them like books that he's done and i'm like oh what a fucking narcissist that's cool like i'd love to have that now but as a child i'd be yeah. fucking pissed yeah <laughs> that's, that's like it's like, that's more like for having trick-or-treaters come up to my house and be like would you like a richie oliver album <laughs> and just fucking handing kids like cds <laughs> this probably has a virus put it oh in your computer <laughs> alex do you still have any of those books that he signed I don't think I ever got one, unfortunately. Oh, I just remember my mom telling me about it. I think, like, we tried, but, like, obviously it was kind of either he was out or, like, the fucking line was crazy. Because, again, like, he's a pretty established guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe he lives there anymore. Um, now, don't take real- children's literature from strangers, kids. Yes. <laughs> Richie hit When me. I was in fourth grade, I don't know if I remember this book, like, as a dream or if it was, like, a real thing that we read. Um, did any of you guys read this book? It was called Maniac McGee. I do know Maniac McGee. And it's a, just about, like, just this weird, like, grifter kid. Yeah. Who just, like, who walks in a town one day and just ends up, like, just being the best at everything. And, yeah, and he, he, uh, he finally, he gets, like, a house, right? And, he, like, he doesn't, he, like, paint, like, numbers on it. That's and he, um. Ringing he, a bell. <laughs> he runs a foot race, like, barefoot. And he also, like, un, he, there, there's this scene, and I don't know why I remember this clearly. There's a local pizza shop, and the pizza shop has this knot, like this rope that's tied in a knot, oh, in like the worst knot possible, and it's been untangled for years, and it's like grown over, and it's just all gross. And anybody who undoes the knot gets free pizza for life. Yo. And so this fucking douche, Maniac McGee, walks in, he's like, Watch out, pussies. I got this. <laughs> and then takes his long, spindly little uh, Emperor Palpatine fingers oh and God. just interweaves in there and starts just going <laughs> at it and unties this rope. I wish he hung himself with it at the end of it. <laughs> but this whole book was fucking stupid. <laughs> I, I looked it up because I thought I remembered it. Apparently there was a, a Nickelodeon made TV movie of this book. What? That, that's what I think I'm remembering. Yeah, we read that book. In, so in fourth grade, it was weird because, like, we were, had to read all these age-appropriate books. Yeah. And I was the only kid in class that, like, brought in holes <laughs> and, like, read holes. I was like, fuck yeah, Lewis Sacker. Let's fucking go. Holes. Let's talk about kids in jail and abuse and shit. Richie but, brings in a copy and he's like, yo, they're fucking at the end of it. Holy shit. You guys gotta read this. I've been rock dude, fucking hard for a week. This fucking lizard killed a guy. <laughs> But, like, do you guys remember this book? It was called, uh, well, they had, um, uh, was it, like, The Chocolate War? Yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. Um, it's a book about a kid, and he, like, wishes one day, and everything he eats becomes chocolate, or everything cho- he drinks becomes chocolate. The Chocolate Touch? The Chocolate Touch! Yeah. That's, yeah, the, name, yeah, that's yeah. the name I used to dance under. <laughs> it, it's, it's basically, like, it's, 
honestly, that book was written so that, like, parents could teach their kids, like, you probably don't want to just eat chocolate all the time. You probably want to eat healthy foods, too. But um, it, it's very much like a grass is greener book. Yeah. If you're thinking that that sounds like the story of King Midas, uh, the kid's name in the book is John Midas, so they're not even, uh, yeah. they're no pretty, subtlety they're here. They're pretty on the, on, the, on the nose with it. Yeah. There was also a book, did you guys read it, called Frendel? Frindle, oh, yes. Yeah. Frindle. Dude, Frindle was the fucking best book. Just about kids that decided to name pens Frindles. Yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of dorks. <laughs> Dude, this is just a book about a bunch of dorks. My favorite part was that when our class was finished reading it, my teacher, the incomparable Miss Perry, she was the best oh my teacher God, ever, yeah. brought, bought like everybody in the class like hu- <laughs> like those huge comically large pens you buy at like book fairs yeah and every kid got a frindle like at the end of the series damn i the totally end of the book. wow that's crazy i never would have remembered that ever but i and definitely then fi- remember it <laughs> and then fifth grade i was like let's read fucking chronicles of narnia let's fucking <laughs> dude i was reading like way out of like my age bracket like sixth grade i read the green mile <laughs> like <laughs> could you imagine just how depressed that like an 11 year old just finishes the green mile just be like well Life's not worth living anymore. <laughs> just fucking, just like clocks out. Richie, you're sitting in math class, you're like, some of these kids could use the electric chair. <laughs> oh my god. I'm fucking, I'm just like legit, uh, just sitting in class, just talking to myself. John Coffee, lack the drink. <laughs> just Richie walks into uh, to show and tell in kindergarten, like, so this is my personal copy of the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hand-me-down. I just, I, you, I, we had to do like book reports in third and fourth grade. We had to give like little reports on them. Yeah. And you have to leave them off on a cliffhanger. And so I just yes. imagined him doing that and be like, okay, so what do you guys think is going to happen next? Do you think the workers are going to seize the means of production? <laughs> or do you think the capitalist swine will continue their regime? Thank you. This has been my book report. <laughs> and then, like, you get home from school, and your parents are like, So, Richie, um, your teacher gave us a call this afternoon. Do you happen to have a manifesto on the uh, the family computer somewhere? Because we're a little yeah, concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Dad, <coughs> yeah, it's labeled under that file, um, My Struggle. And, um... <laughs> I, so I have I have an idea that I think could help the entire nation, and that's eating the rich. <laughs> okay, like, all right. He pulled back on that one pretty yeah. well. That's my favorite a, Aerosmith song. Yeah. It's Eat like, the rich. Yeah, it starts out, I want everything to be chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember other, like, stupid books Do you remember I read. The, the Stinky Cheese Man? Did yeah, you that? That was I cool. never I read that I remember Stinky one. Cheese Man. That was, real, that was some really weird shit. Some really yeah. like avant-garde illustrations. I remember. I remember the the visual of the Sneaky Cheese Man. Yeah, it had very distinct. Like it looked like old, like Victorian weird yeah. greeting cards. Yep. <laughs> it starts with Chicken Little getting the table of contents of the book dropped on his head. Yeah. Um, which is very. You're right. It's very meta for a child. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> was that the same people who made the one like about math? Um, that's very vague. Yeah. Yeah. Which one about math, Richie? I feel like it was in that same style as, like, the Stinky Cheese Man. Like, like the visual style of it. I don't know. I'll say yes, just to assuage you. 
Um, I'm trying to remember what I other weird shit I read. More. Fourth grade, I read. Um, there was a series of books called "The Kid Who Became President." Ooh. And I I here we are in 2020 with a kid as president. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, but it's about like a like a like a uh, he's like 10 or 11, and oh yeah, or yeah, he's this like was 13. For a, this was for That's, a children's book. Yeah. And Rich. um. But yeah, Sorry. about the that book, the kid became president. This kid becomes president through a loophole. And, like, in, in shit like that. And I thought this kid was the coolest, like, sh- the coolest little shit. He he didn't, you're supposed to have a first lady, but he didn't, he was 13, so he couldn't get married. So he asked this random girl in his class to be his, quote, first babe. <laughs> and legit, I thought this kid was cool. So was like, yeah, I'm the first, I got a first babe. And I was like, I'm, I'm sitting there in class reading it, just like, I'm the first babe. I know oh, that book good. ends with him. He basically tells everyone off, right? Yeah. So the ending of the book is he's about to start World War Three with Russia. But he talks to a Russian ambassador and they play the video game World War Three and whoever beats the video game wins the war. And he's gotta like and he's gotta like play this video game and he beats are like I'm just this old Russian guy at a video <laughs> game and he's like, Yeah, I'm the first babe. And then, like, it ends with, and my first babe ran up to me, hugged me, and gave me a kiss on the cheek. And I was like, yeah! Little nine-year-old Richie's like, dude, I want a fucking kiss on the cheek. Maybe I'm thinking of a different book then. Because I I thought that was the book where, like, at the end, he's, like, he's, like, going to give a big old speech about being president. And then he gets up and he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why the hell did you elect a kid a president? I think I might be talking about the the second book. There was like a series. I think I'm talking about the sequel. (laughs) I just want to say I did find the math book that you were talking about, Richie. It's called Math Curse. Um, That's the one. Yes. By the same author and illustrator. That's right. Yeah. That's the one. Math Curse. That's fucking awesome. I I never read that one either. I'm looking at it right now. It looks. You're right. It does look. It does the same art style as um. Stinky cheese. As stinky cheese man. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember in fourth grade, um, I'm, like, trying to, like, rack my brain to try to figure out other books that I read, but, like, I can't really remember. There was this one series um, that when I was in fourth grade, like, my entire class was fucking into it. The first one was called Among the Brave. It was a whole series, um, and it was about, I guess, in this, like, dysto- I'm going to try to give a quick synopsis. I haven't thought about this since, like, fucking forever, but there's like a, a child limit to how many children you can have and i think it was like three hmm. um, oh like china now yeah like <laughs> like china and that's now. more than they allow um or it was like two or three yeah it was three and like they had a fourth one you had to keep it hidden no it was among the hidden was the hmm. first was the first book there was a lot of them and it took one of this whole thing where there was like another like they sent this kid to like a society school for like just kids who were like over the, the limit or something and it was i really don't remember it but i just remember being super into it and it was like intense because there was a bunch of books and we would just it would crush through them my teacher would read it out loud to us we'd be like yo can we get like an extra chapter today man come on like hook us up hook us up <laughs> but that might be like oh, the boy. one book series that i remember from school that we were all just like stoked on i'm sure I it was 
if you boil it down, it's probably dumb because again, it was made for children. But yeah, like, they all are. honestly, actually, <laughs> no. I'm gonna take a lot of peyote one day and just read all of them because I'm sure there's some like a lot of social commentary in there that I just didn't pick up on when I was in fucking fourth grade. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to revisit that actually. Here's a fun question. I think is a good way to end this podcast. Also, what was your favorite book that you had to read in high school? Ooh. That I had to read, or that I actually did read. <laughs> well, uh, let, let's 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 have it a two-parter. Okay. What, what you had to read, and then what you actually did read. Okay. Probably the best re- book that I should have read was *To Kill a Mockingbird*. I know I was assigned that, and mm-hmm. I didn't read it. Um, but it is a great Gregory Peck film. Who needs mm-hmm. books when you got moving pictures? <laughs> Um, and then probably the best book I did read is Catcher in the Rye. I know a lot of people like, I know a lot of people go back in their life and then they read it and they're like, oh, Colin Caulfield's a little shithead. He yeah. complains about everything. But that's what teenagers do. Yeah. So. Actually, and I'm really, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I'm like, one of my favorites was going to be Catcher in the Rye. I'm like, I'm going to say Catcher in the Rye and Richie's going to be like, you fucking hipster. Um, I've never read Catcher in the Rye. I never had to read it in school. I, I again, like, you have both Ben and I's uh, sign off on it, so I give it a, I give it a read. It was good. But, like, yeah, one it. that was maybe more under the radar was a book by Edith Wharton called Ethan Frome. Mm. Um, I really don't remember the full synopsis of it, but I, like, something about it, I loved that book i was super that would might have been like the one book that i was like really just like holy shit i really like this and we would you know get like assigned chapters for it for like every week and i would only read that part i wouldn't read ahead because you know we'd have discussion about it and i'm like i'm just gonna limit myself to where we're at here and then it's kind of a bit of a tease because i want to know what happens next but i'm gonna draw it out you know i I don't want to just read the whole thing um so one day, I'll never forget this, we are in class. We had two chapters left of the book. Like, two chapters left. We we had a hard line from our teacher saying, don't read ahead because we're reading the last two ch- chapters in class and we're going to talk about it because it's the end of the book, so we're going to have a big discussion about it. And we're doing our discussion for the third to last chapter. And um, someone who read ahead, which is fine if you read ahead, I really don't care, they dropped a spoiler for the last Oof. the last two chapters. I have been wanting to get to this point on my own and read everything. All of us jaws dropped because she was like, "Oh yeah," and then this happened. And she's like, and I just looked at her like, and I'll never forget <laughs> this one kid, this one smart ass kid. I forgot who it was. Just was sitting back in his chair and just started going. <laughs> yeah, and we that just, would have been and, me in class. And you, and I don't think you could probably get away with this anymore. But we all just started cl- like looking at this girl and just fucking clapping. <laughs> We're like, "You idiot! How fucking dare you!" Yeah. But um, that was a good one. I did like um, fuck, um, Lenny and George. Um, uh, of mice, of and, mice men. and men. Of mice and men was good. Yeah. One book that I, and this is, again, this is going to be fucking, you know, Weber, you prototypical indie emo douchebag. Uh, but I read it before before the hype in the movie. Uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As a depressed high schooler. 
Ooh, yeah. really, I really liked it. And that was that was a book. I just read that on my own. Um, I remember I took almost a week, like a, a couple of days to a week to read the last chapter just because I didn't want the book to end. Like I was like, I really yeah. do like en- enjoy this book. And I'm like, I'm just going to last it out. Um, but yeah, and it's weird because then I, I remember rewatching the movie in college and it <laughs> triggered some fucking anxiety and I... <laughs> wandered campus at like 10 at night (laughs) being like fuck but yeah no that book that was one of the books that like i read on my own accord and was like this is incredible but books that i had to read it would be either ethan frome or um catcher of the rye with of mice and men being a contender for the top three richie how about you I, so I uh, let me preface. I was a really shit student in high school, mainly because like middle were, of freshman year. Yep. Middle of freshman year, it wasn't so much as like I don't know what I'm doing. It was just like I'm choosing not to do anything just because yep. I, I, I figured out your system, and yeah. I'm not gonna be a. I, I legit was like that kid. I well, did, I mean, yeah, you. I did no. I did no homework. There was one class I took junior year. It was my AP class, only AP class, AP Environmental Science. We had two term papers. I wrote my paper the first term. I got a 79. Second term, you could either write a whole new topic or revise a pa- or revise your previous term's paper. I did nothing to my paper, turned it in, and got a 75. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you guys. Uh, but So I will say that I was forced to read a lot. Um, well, well, hold up. It's, it's no surprise to me that you didn't take school seriously. I mean, you brought in the Communist Manifesto for show and tell in kindergarten. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> Please continue. It is the it is the people's education. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for summer reading, actually, it was a summer reading book going into my junior year. Um, for English was Angela's Ashes. Ah. I don't know if you guys read that book. Amazing book by Frank McCourt. Um, I still have my copy of it over my bookshelf. It's it's just about this kid. It's it's autobiographical about his growing up in um, Ireland. Angela's Ashes. Oh. In in poverty, and it talks about. Um, his siblings and how we lost uh, different siblings and especially in that time um, growing up poor amazing movie was made too in the 90s also about it but yeah that one really like stuck with me because I was like this kid's cool but it, it also got like this weird part like it talks about like how he became a teenager and how he figured out like how he learned about masturbating and he'd get like he'd get caught like masturbating in public places oh, as a teenager. Pee Wee Herman's. Yeah, Ulysses. <laughs> but the book that I read on my own that I absolutely loved and I read it about like five or six times in high school was 1984. Ooh, like I legit yeah. was like, holy fuck, George Orwell, let's fucking go. I legit teachers would know me because I carried the book around with me. Like they'd spot the book and be like, oh, what's up, Richie? And Dude. I'm like. I'm that still re- reading it. <laughs> that reminded me. This is um, this is four. That reminded me, back. Um, I think this probably started in like fifth, sixth, like maybe like sixth grade or like throughout middle school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my favorite books at the time, actually, for someone like at my age at that time, it might be kind of weird. I I fucking read The Da Vinci Code probably like four mm-hmm. or five times. I have two copies of it. One's a hardcover copy because I have a lot of Dan Brown books. Um, yeah. But the original hard or the soft cover copy that I had, my one of my really 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 good friends from elementary school was moving to Texas, and so they're having a movie sale, and he had a copy of it. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get this from your tag sale for like fifty cents, whatever. 
I can't use that book anymore because the spine is fucking blown out from reading it so many times. <laughs> yeah. But one one book that I do remember reading, I think this was for summer reading, um, and I'll read a quick synopsis of it. It's called Tell the Wolves I'm Home. Um, so it's from 2012. It follows the life of June Elbus, a 14-year-old girl whose gay uncle had died of AIDS in the 1980s and the subsequent friendship she develops with, her, with his boyfriend. And I again, I read this like probably shortly after it came out, if it came out in 2012, it was a really, really good book, really well done, very touching, great story, great lessons, and I might, I still have it, I might go read it again, but I do remember that as a standout of being like, wow, this was a really good book, especially for someone that age to read and just sort of like get acquainted with that whole thing, because I didn't really know all about that in 2012, so yeah, it was a good book, but uh, yeah, also Da Vinci Code was one that I've I've blown the spine out. Uh, we could say I blew the back out of it. <laughs> how about you, Ben? Any any how other good books you read? In high school, see, I I'm such or a even dolt, even so out like, of high school, like yeah, even just just, just in books, general. Yeah. I think uh, you know what I've been reading through recently. Actually, I've been reading through. It's a book called um, Pictures at a Revolution uh, by mm-hmm. Mark Harris. Um, oh, I love that Emerson Lake and Palmer album. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's a it's a book about like New Hollywood. Surprise, surprise! It's a book about filmmaking. But yeah, um, that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of shit. Not, I think the only like extracurricular book I read in high school was like Ready Player One. Like mm-hmm. back oh, before yeah. like there was any even even any movie hype. Like I think I watched it. I read it like the year after it came out. Um, and I remember liking it, but I know going back, there's a lot of, it's like a lot of listing of authors and directors and TV shows and movies. It's a lot of lists. Speaking of movies, I just, I also grabbed, so this is, I just keep this on my bed and like beside my bed. It's, it's we know a book why. called 501 Must See Movies and I want to work through it, but a couple like gripes about it. Um, one of my favorite movies ever is Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Mm. They list it as a horror film. Yeah, it's like a drama, right? Exactly. I, I would classify that more as a drama. And um, it's, like, there's, like, a lot of stuff. Like, I would say, like, I, I agree with about, like, 90% of the book. Like, they have, like, a section of, like, they, they don't have, like, sports movies, which I feel like would be a, a genre, like, in and of itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they classify them as, like, drama. But, like, they got, like, your classics, like, Eight and a Half, Vertigo, Twelve Angry Men... Uh, Sunset Boulevard, uh, comedies like Show People, Duck Soup, shit like that. But I also shit like that. Shit I like also that, remember guys. this that I just dug out recently, and I don't know if I ever showed you this, Ben, but I thought I would. Oh, put it away. Uh, oh yes. This oh, is yes. a That's signed glorious. copy of the script <laughs> to the room by Tommy Wiseau, um, that says, uh, and I quote, "To Richard." May all your dreams come true. Love, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> uh, February 27th, 2015. I and love that. we were speaking of, like, books and movies. And I know you're a big fan of film and filmmaking. So, so I was like... That's a good book. The Disaster Artist. I actually have yes. that signed by... Greg um, Sestero. Greg, Greg Sestero. I have my copy right here also. I have a copy also. as well. I, I um, had him sign it. The first time I saw him, he, he, like, crossed out his name and signed it. And then the second time, yeah. he wrote, Oh, hi, Ben, on top of the book. I was like, oh, that's nice. A so, lot of authors do that. If you ask them to sign the book, they'll cross out their name yeah. and they write and they sign like their that. name. I like yeah. that as well. So before we wrap this up, since you brought up the room, uh, 
I just want to share with Ben the night that I met Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, this I want to hear. So, I was a freshman in fucking college at SNU. And the it, was, it was with your friend uh, Andrew. Uh, yeah, our friend Andrew, who, you know, cool fucking dude. Yeah. Killer, killer bass player, super talented guy. You know, we, awesome rush tattoo on his thigh. Yeah, he's a big rush guy. His calf, that, yeah. um, that rhymed. I don't know if you noticed, but that rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> inadvertent, inadvertent. Um, so I remember we did like a little like mini screening of the room in the common room, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was, <laughs> we were cracking up. Yeah. So it was around the time of my birthday's in November, so it was kind of around that. He was like, he just sent me like a confirmation of two tickets to go see a screening of the room with Tommy Wiseau. He's like, yo, happy birthday. We're fucking going. Oh, it nice. was at the, it was at the Coolidge college theater or the Coolidge theater in, uh, Boston. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that theater. And so we fucking, you know, we drove from New Hampshire down to Boston. We went to Dick's last resort for dinner. I'm um, sorry. I think they wrote <laughs> cries after sex on mine, which that just, we'll leave that open. Right. We'll leave that open to interpretation. <laughs> um, so, you know, go to Dick's Last Resort. We go there. Big fucking line waiting in. And this had to maybe have been in December. Or maybe it was late November. This was back before, like... Because, like, the past couple of years, we didn't really have, like, a crazy winter. This was when we had, like, a very, very cold winter. Right. I couldn't feel my feet. We were outside for, like, 45 minutes. But there was dudes in tuxedos fucking throwing footballs around yeah. and shit. So I'm like, yeah. yo. And I'm like, yo, you know what? I don't even care. This is worth the wait. So we go in. And I don't know if it was before the screening or after. I met, I, I, I met, no, it was definitely before. Because I, I met with Tommy twice. Um, he signed my ticket for it. And I really don't remember m- much other than just being like, holy shit. I'm here with Tommy Wiseau, and I have a picture <laughs> on my Instagram of me and Andrew with Tommy Wiseau. And, yeah, we, we saw him before, and then we got out of the screen, and we walked up again. We were like, yo, well, that was awesome, dude. So he did, a, like, a and a before, which was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to see the room in a beautiful theater with a packed fucking audience. Yeah. And freaking Tommy, the Tommy Wiseau walks out on stage. Everyone went fucking crazy. <laughs> And the one thing I remember from his Q&A was someone asked, was like, all right, Tommy, there's a lot of discussion about where you're from. I mean, the accent, the voice, like, (laughs) where are you from, dude? And I will never forget. He goes, I'm from Mars, but I'm an American. And people were just (laughs) like, yes, (gasps) losing their minds, freaking out. And then the spoons, the spoons. Spoons oh was God. that was such a cool experience because like we didn't bring spoons with us obviously, right. but we got enough coming over to us that like we were picking spoons up and just fucking lobbing <laughs> them and shit. That might be probably one of the coolest like movie experiences that I've ever had. Like going to see a movie like it was because it wasn't just the fact that I get to watch the room on a big screen. It's the fact that like the fucking community aspect behind everyone right. being there for the same reason. And the fact that Tommy Wiseau was there and I fucking met him <laughs> twice was so, so fucking cool. Here, quick. Um, I don't actually, I'm going to pull the photo up really quick just so I can show you guys before we, we, we dip. But I was going through my Tumblr archive uh, I'm recently. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's a cool I'm, sentence. 
it was it, it was rough, dude. Twenty twelve through twenty thirteen or twenty eleven through twenty thirteen Tumblr Weber, not a good fucking place. Like, Did you go to DashCon? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, like Richie knows this. I'm very open with uh, my bullshit on Twitter. Uh, Tumblr was way worse. I was a fucking depressed child. <laughs> but I remember Damn. like going through it. It was like 2012, and I was like, "The Room's the best movie ever." I'm like, "Wait, when did I first fucking see this movie? Like, what <laughs> happened?" <laughs> but yeah, that's me and TW. Just fucking that's, hanging out. That's a great picture. Dude's wearing two belts as always. <laughs> yes. Dude, he was fucking weird. He was super nice, though. I believe he was, it. He was an incredibly humble guy. I was like, Tommy, like, dude, you're the fucking man. He's like, nah, man, so are you. And I'm like, yo, that's fucking cool. <laughs> and I, I realized at that moment that he is a fucking genius. Like, Tommy mm-hmm. Wise, even if he didn't mean to, the man is a goddamn genius. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap this show up. This show is dedicated to Tommy Wiseau and <laughs> all of his constituents, wherever they may be. Uh, Amen. God bless. Bless big up. Thanks to, bless. Uh, big thanks to our friend Ben Milo, who's on the show with us tonight. Ben, yes. it has yep. been a a super fun time. This was a great little... I feel like it, it hasn't been as long as it's been. I think I we're, kick a, we're, we're almost hitting on an hour 30, which might be like yeah. the longest Whew. episode yet. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we probably could have kept going for another like hour, maybe. Honestly, yeah. shooting the shit. Definitely could have. Thank you guys for having me. You know, in in a time where it's so easy to do nothing, um, yeah. you guys are doing something. Yeah, so, dude. You know, hats off to you guys. That's the fucking thing. Like again, we're called socially distant. Like this is this is built out of fucking Corona and like yeah. What can we do, sort of in our downtime and everything? So, the fact that we're this is so. I've got a little bit of a backlog to work through on some episodes. That's on me. Um, but since we have a lot of guest episodes this week, so we're going to push those out, I'll start kicking out some you know, re-release bonus episodes. But this is technically episode 44 of the show. Wow. And we started in like the end of like middle of March. Um, wow, yeah. you guys have been going. That's like more than – holy crap. That's like how many a week? Like two, three? I mean, we used to record yeah. like four days a week, four or five days yeah. a week. We did we do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Damn. Yeah. Um. So we were cranking them out, and now it's a little bit, um, more scattered. But this week is cool because we had Tegan last night. We got you today. We have uh, Steve Boucher from Snoo tomorrow. Yep. And then, and then we have Nate from, uh, formerly Funny Please, uh, on Thursday. Mm. Uh, oh, nice. To kind of talk. Yeah, and uh, that'll be a cool experience because he actually had COVID. Oh, oh wow yeah so yeah he was he was covid positive so uh yeah that'll be really cool to talk about yeah, yeah so we we love having guests on you know like i said this on yesterday's episode with tegan like richie and i can fucking dick off as much as we want for yeah. epi- episodes yeah. and episodes and episodes <clears throat> there's one that's coming out this is gonna be the first release of the backlog where we went into the lore of chuck e cheese <laughs> I don't think I've laughed fucking harder in my life. Me too. Than when we did this, it was hilarious. The tale so, of Pedro Pasquale. Yeah, yeah, yes. The whole thing. Oh my god, it's a fucking saga. But so like, <laughs> Richie and I are fine on our own. But when we get to bring in other people, especially, you know, funny do funny guys like you, Ben, and you know, uh, you get to have some good uh, conversations. Please. Uh, funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
<laughs> no, it, it really has. It's been a treat being here with you guys. You yeah. guys are really. You, you guys are fun. You got you funny guys. You, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you look like clowns. Yeah, 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 we do. We're in a fucking clown car right now. But yeah, so sort of with all of our other guests, you know, we've had our friend Cody on twice. The the invitation is always open, Ben. If you, oh, you know, we you. will have you on again sometime. We'll, we'll talk more about books from our childhood. Uh, yeah, more, we can uh, talk more about yeah anything you guys want. I'll I'll always be down to do it. Actually, actually, what we should do sometime is once maybe all this shit starts to clear up. I mean, my schedule is fucking open. Richie, you know, is free most weekends, as mm-hmm. he always says. But what a thing I think we should do sometime is do a special episode where beforehand we watch the first three Spy Kids films <laughs> and then just talk about Spy Kids for like. Two and a half hours. <laughs> I yes, 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 yes. would fucking love that, to be quite honest. I <laughs> would very much love that. As I said, I haven't watched Spy Kids in a long time. My friend and I watched the first one five years ago. So it's been a long time since I've seen that one. Even longer since I've seen the second one. Can't even fucking tell you when I saw the third one, because that movie was... <laughs> but if we did like a triple feature all three Spy Kids, and then just jump right into a podcast episode and talk about it. <laughs> Hell that yeah. That would be super cool, especially because one thing Richie and I want to do, and we might test this out uh, in the coming weeks, uh, when I'm going to go down to uh, to New Bedford, or no, where are you from? Lakeville, Taunton, Richie? Lakeville, yeah. Lakeville, Lakeville. It's, all, it's all the same thing. Well, New Bedford's a little bit further down, but um, we want to try to do like a video episode if we're together. Um so like set multiple camera angles and do that. So if we could maybe do that in our post Spy Kids fashion, <laughs> I think that would be that would be freaking hilarious. And that would be sweet. There's I'd like, I'd there's no awesome. there's no other people that I would want to rewatch the first three Spy Kids movies with than you and Richie Ben. So like, <laughs> let's let's make it happen. I like, think put that's it on the, the nicest thing someone's <laughs> ever said to me. Like I, that I, that touched my heart. Not like hey Ben, you got a big dick. No, none of that. Just like, hey, I've I think you'd be fun that. to watch Spy Kids with. <laughs> Who is lying to me? They're not, you know, they're they're mutually exclusive. You know, if I say, hey, I want to watch the first three Spy Kids movies with you, it's like, yo, look at the fucking cock on this guy. You <laughs> That's know what I'm, I'm saying? Jesus yeah, you Christ. Know. <laughs> so let's let's definitely plan for that sometime in the near future because I think we could all I think we could all really use that right about now. Yeah, maybe. I'm so super definitely. down for that. Some good fun. So. Thank you, Ben, for coming on the show. Thank you, Richie, for getting Ben on the show. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out and listening. Uh, we're we're going to be back tomorrow with another cool episode and then back again the next day with another cool episode. We've got two more guests. And then we're going to start pushing out some older stuff, you know. I don't really remember mm-hmm. what we don't really remember what we talked about, but that's the fun of it. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great episode. Ben, always welcome on the show. Welcome to the Socially Distant Family. You know, we love our guests. We love having guests on. Everyone out there, got to do the disclaimer. Got to tell you to stay safe. Stay literate. And just, if you can, I know it's a lot to ask. Try your best to stay socially. (laughs) (laughs) You look so sexy, Lisa.